calls and wants to come uh, hang out and talk. Um, go to Luke chapter 12, if you would, tonight. And I know everybody uh, that has a pulse knows it was a horrible uh, earthquake yesterday in, in Mexico City. And I talked immediately to Pastor Fuentes and made sure all our churches were good down there and they're all fine uh, as far as our people. Um, there was some tremendous loss. Uh, one of the saddest things was a uh, school. Uh, lost almost 30 kids were, 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 were killed in that, in that earthquake. And um, we're seeing just stuff happening all over the place, just lots of tragedy and lots of loss. And of course, with the hurricanes that just happened and everything. And, and I want to talk tonight about keeping oil in our lamps. Amen. It's important that we stay filled up with the Holy Spirit. Because when we continue to see these things, how many when you see these things, if you'll be honest, can sometimes get discouraged? When you see loss all around you and you see things happening all the time. And, you know, we know biblically that these are things that are, that are going to happen. They're things that are signs and birth pains of the days that we're living in. But they can still cause us to get a little discouraged sometimes in our flesh. And we can, we can easily be uh, detoured from what God wants us to do and we can begin to question and we can begin to say, God, where are you at? Amen. And, and, and a lot of people will do that. And we need to pray for ourselves that we would keep oil in our lamps and that we would make sure that we are being the light in these times that God wants us to be because he needs us to be a voice. He needs us to be a voice of hope. How many believe that Jesus is still hope tonight? Amen. How many believe we still have the answer tonight for everything this world is going through? We have the answer tonight. And we need to make sure that we are full of the Holy Spirit, have oil in our lamps, so that when other people are around us and they're discouraged, they're going through things, they can see the hope that we have. Amen? So give me an amen if you're in Luke chapter 12. And, and I want to read uh, a few things about keeping oil in your lamps. Now, the oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And we need, as Chris just said, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and we need to walk in the Holy Spirit and we need to continue to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. How many times do you get low on gas and just say, you know what, I'm just going to keep on driving? Amen. Some of you in here, like me with my first car at 16, might have got low on oil and kept on driving. Amen. That's how my first car died. I got low on oil and kept on driving and my VWO bug blew up on the freeway. So you can only go so far without filling up. And Wednesday nights are a great service to fill up, amen. We got to continually, continually seek God's face and say, Lord, I'm, 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 this world is sucking on me. This world's pulling on me. This world is hurting me. The things I'm seeing is, is drawing out of me. Hopefully we're, we're, we're ministering, reaching out, outreaching, preaching, telling people about the Lord. And it's, it's tiring sometimes, but we got to come back in and get filled up. So Luke chapter 12, verse 35 says, let your waist be girded. That means, that means to have your clothes in a position that you can run. That's what that means. That's a little translation is that things would be tucked in, uh, that you'd have your, nothing that would, you could trip over, nothing that could hold you back. That means that your, your, your uniform, your godly uniform is, is, is tight and it's, it's on good and there's nothing loose hanging on that you could catch yourself on. Does that make sense? And then he says to keep your oil uh, burning, your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return for the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, that they may be open 
they may open to him immediately. Watch this. Blessed are the servants. How many servants do I have in here tonight? Blessed are the servants whom the master, when he, said, when he comes, will find watching. Underline that in your Bible, find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. Did you just read what I just read? Can you imagine the King of kings and the Lord of lords being so pleased with us that he comes and sits down and serves us? Look at the picture of the New Testament. Remember when he came in and he began to wash the disciples' feet? And they were like, whoa, time out, man. I can, you can't wash my feet. What are you doing? They were thrown back that the master, that the king was serving them. And it's a picture of the future of the one day that we'll stand before Jesus and he will serve us because the Bible says it and because we've been faithful to him. Now, we'll probably have the same reaction Peter did. And Peter said, no, Lord, you can't wash my feet. I'm not worthy for you to wash my feet. Please don't do that. And Jesus was kind of kind and said, okay, that's fine. But if I don't, you can't have any part of me. And so quickly, Peter changed his tune and said, okay, Lord, then wash my feet and my body and my hands and my head and everything that I have. Wash me, Lord. Amen. How many are excited about the day when we're going to see Jesus face to face? Amen. And he's going he's to serve us and say, thank you for serving me. But we got to be watching. We got to be serving. We got to be doing what the Lord wants us to do. Because what it says in verse 38 says, and if he should come in the second watch... Or come in a third watch and find them so blessed are those servants. What, what servants? The ones who are serving and the ones who are watching. And then he says, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. And therefore you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Father, I pray tonight for this Wednesday night service, you know all the people that are here, all the needs, all the things we're going through, all the situations we're facing in our lives tonight, God. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place. We are nothing without your Holy Spirit. We are nothing without you tonight, Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord of our lives, and we need a word from you tonight. We need to be filled up tonight. We need to be challenged tonight, Jesus. We just give you... The, the place that you need in our lives tonight to move and to speak and to, to comfort tonight and to give us the word we need to continue to do what you've called us to do and to be watchers and to be servants, Father. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. These are some powerful verses. He says, I, I, want, I want my people to be busy and I want my people to be watching. I've used this example recently with the stuff that's happened. How quickly... Uh, life can change in just an instant. Now, we talked a little bit about these hurricanes where technology tells us, hey, in a week, uh, uh, what was the first one? Harvey's coming. Now we know that Irma's moving and Maria's on its, on, on its way and, and all these things about, are telling us something. But, you know, it doesn't always mean when you see something that's going to happen like you think it's going to happen. I was at the house last night, and I, I have the weather channel on my phone, the weather channel app, and I, and I have the radar app. And, and I'm sitting at the house, and all of a sudden I see lightning out the window. And I'm like, where's lightning coming from? Anybody else notice that last night? So I, what is the first thing I do? I get my phone, and I open up the weather channel, and I look and see if there's anything in the what? Forecast. 
in the forecast. And I look and it says 10%. Not 20, not 50, not 70, 10%. Nothing. Hardly. And I didn't, it didn't show anything coming up in the next few hours or anything. And, and, but, but I keep hearing thunder. And I keep seeing lightning. And so we have to, I start to, I start to say, okay, the forecast has not told me that it's going to rain, but I hear thunder and I see lightning. So common sense would tell me it might rain. Is anybody here? We got to get beyond just what we see sometimes and, or just what we think sometimes and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and listen to what he's speaking to us. How many know he wants to speak to us more than we want to listen? And then I opened up the radar thing, and though I had no forecast on the weather thing, but I was seeing thunder and lightning, I opened up radar, and guess what? There was blue, green, and yellow all around the house. That's showing precipitation. And so things happen. We can plan, and we can prepare in a lot of ways, but things happen. I promise you, let me tell you how many people were ready for that earthquake yesterday. Zero. The sirens didn't work. They had no warning whatsoever. They didn't know what was coming. So you have two different ideas here. You have one that's saying, hey, uh, is, is Hurricane Harvey. There's a hurricane coming next week. But how many know a lot of times, let's say with a, a certain hurricane that's coming, you can, you can tell through the, through, the, through the forecast that this is going to rip a certain way and they can board up their houses, and they can do all these things, and they can prepare, but they really can't ever prepare because they don't really know if that storm is going to come or not. But they have to at least prepare. And a lot of times it can say, man, that storm is coming. And it seems to me as I look at this and, and I look at the forecast and I look at the radar and I listen to the news. Man, that thing's coming. It's a category five. I'm going to get my house uh, uh, boarded up. I'm going to get food in the house. I'm going to be prepared. And then uh, that thing could move as it gets close to landing to land and can take a different direction. And you could say, man, I was prepared, but nothing happened. Okay, I was prepared, but well, what happens if it does happen and you're not prepared? See, those people who boarded up their houses and Harvey never hit, they weren't upset. Do you think they were mad? That you think they got? Oh man, we wasted money on wood. Man, the hurricane didn't even hit us. Would I go put the wood on the thing? Do you think they were mad? No, they were glad because they were prepared. And they were looking at the signs and the things that were going on and saying, Holy Spirit, or they're saying, uh, like we need to say in the Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm prepared for whatever comes. I'm ready every day. I'm watching every day because I want to be ready when the Master calls me home. Hey, I want to be ready when, when Jesus comes to get me. Amen. I want to be ready if today's my last day to live and breathe on this earth. And we know, church, the days we're living in. We know that. And guess what? The world's knowing it too. I saw somebody say something today that I was an old high school friend. He said, planet earth is mad. That's what he said. Planet earth is mad. Now, isn't it funny that people would say planet earth is mad, but they wouldn't say God that made the planet is mad. It's just planet earth is mad. How can a planet get mad? Amen. A planet don't have no feelings. But the guy said, planet earth is mad. And I wanted to say something, but I didn't. I wanted to say, no, it's God that's mad. God's mad that we don't repent. God's mad that we're allowing these things to happen in our world and we're not standing up, amen. He, there's a day coming that we know is the greatest storm ever. I'm not here to forecast bad news. I'm telling you that there's a, a day coming where people have to be ready for. 
What's the harvest for? The harvest is to bring it in and to get it ready. we got to let people know. And so part of this is, is understanding I've got to be ready for somebody else to be ready. Amen? So I want you to go to uh, uh, Ma- uh, Matthew chapter 25 real quick. You know this chapter very well. And it talks about having oil in your lamp, the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. Living our life every day saying, Lord, what if today's my last day? Amen. Again, 100 and how many, Dwayne? 1,000 people a day? 150,000 people died today. Today. And so we were here Sunday. Go back Tuesday, Monday, and Sunday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's, that's uh, uh, if my math is good, 600,000 people have gone into eternity since Sunday. 600,000. You know how many people that is? That's all of Denton, all of Crum, all of Sanger, all of Argyle, all of Louisville, all of Lake Dallas, all of Corinth. That's all the cities that surround us all around, all gone since Sunday, passed into eternity. So it's real. And, And we have to live our lives with the joy of knowing that we're saved but with the expectancy that I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Amen? And I've got to keep oil in my lamp. What a beautiful picture of that because you know what? We're living in dark times. How many know we're living in dark times? We're, di- we're living in times where it, it's scary. Things are going on around us that are, that, are, that are shaky, but we are that light right there. And what good is, uh, is my light if it's not burning? What good is my lamp, I should say, if it's not burning? You, your lamp can't burn if you don't have oil in it. So we've got to have oil in our lamps. I want to look quickly at this and not take too long. I want to read through this. Verse 1, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and did what? Took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, meaning extra. And while the bridegroom was delayed, they slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, and behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him, which obviously is talking about the rapture of the church, which is in 1 Thessalonians. And it says, all those virgins arose and trim their lamps. But remember I mentioned last week. That it's not just the rapture or the return of Jesus Christ for his church. It's the, it, what if you pass away? What if you don't wake up tomorrow? That's your day of the Lord. What if a car hits you head on? That's your day of the Lord. What if you, what if you have a heart attack? That's your day of the Lord. You are now face to face with a living God. Amen. And, and you have to be ready at that moment. You can't say uh, time out God. Uh, I need to go back and fix some things. I need to go back and get some things in order. When it's, when it's time, it's time. Amen. And so we don't have to be afraid of that tonight if we have our faith in Jesus Christ. But we have to be wise and we have to come before the Lord and say, God, search me tonight. Search my heart. We, one of the things that we need to see more of in the church today and in the world, but it starts with the church because the Bible says judgment starts with the house of God, is we need more repentance. We need more hearts that say, God, I I don't want to sin. I don't want to fail. I don't want to make mistakes. Please search me and look at my heart and see if there's anything in me that's not right. Amen. Because I don't want to fail you. I don't want to miss the boat. Amen. I don't want to miss on the opportunity. 
uh, me, and, me and my friend David were playing basketball last, uh, the other day on Monday at a gym, and we went in the sauna. And we were only in there for about three minutes probably, right? And I said, man, this will make you live right right here. I, 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 don't, I don't know why. I, he likes to stretch in there, I guess, but I don't like it in there, amen? And I'm thinking, man, if we could just bring some people in here for a while and lock them in, they'd repent of some things. It don't feel good in there. You know, I was like, man, it's really uncomfortable in here. And I said, I was thanking God that there was a door handle on it. And while I was sitting in there sweating, I was making sure there was a door handle. And there wasn't a lock. Amen. But guess what? There's no lock in hell. There's no door. I was telling him about how on 9-11, what a scary thing that was when people were jumping out of that building because it was so hot in there. There's no doors in hell. Come on, give me an amen. That's what, that's what changed my life when I realized, man, that this eternity is real. Eternity is real. So I've got to take this serious. I've got to, I've got to make sure nothing, say nothing tonight, is more important in my life than Jesus. That there's nothing that's grabbing onto my clothes and causing me to get caught up in, in something in this world that would cause me not to be in the place I'm supposed to be when my day comes or when that trumpet sounds, that I would be watching and waiting and ready. Amen? And so we see this here that they, they had their trimmed lamps. Now read on with me. And it says, The foolish said to the wise, Give up some of your oil, verse 8, for our lamps are going out. I want to I make a statement here. You cannot be saved or get into heaven on the coattails of anybody else. You cannot borrow somebody else's oil. It's a spiritual, individual relationship with God. I must stand for God, and you must stand for God, and we will all stand for God on that day to give an account for our lives. Listen, you can admire somebody's lifestyle, but their lifestyle is not going to get you into heaven. You can have great parents, but their parents aren't going to get you into heaven. You can have great friends, and your friends are not going to get you into heaven. These uh, foolish virgins were saying, hey, help me out here. I'm, I'm, I'm low. But see, my oil doesn't work for you, and your oil doesn't work for me. Our oil is personal. It only works for me. And so you, yours only works for you. So I can't be concerned uh, about your oil if my oil is not good. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be concerned. When I pray, I pray, especially in these last few days with these things going on, I say, God, have mercy on these people. Has that been your prayer? God, let your grace be extra strong on these people. Look at their hearts, God. You know, if, if, if we're believers today, tonight, and we, we, we don't care about these people dying and going into eternity, you need to test your spiritual hearts. It should bother you to know that people, hundreds of people died in Mexico yesterday and some of them might not have known Jesus. And they are now facing eternity in hell, eternity without God. We have to check, check ourselves and ask ourselves these things. So I want you to write just a few things down tonight as I close about how you can keep oil in your lamps. I want to finish that verse. It says, verse 9, I'm going to give you something. The wise answer is saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us. You go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were what? Ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. Open to us. There's going to be a lot of people knocking on that door saying, I want to come in. And watch what Jesus says. He says, I assuredly say to you, I 
do not know you. Those are the words we don't want to hear, church. Those are the words we don't want our loved ones to hear, our family members to hear. We want them to hear the words, uh, uh, come on in, good and faithful servant. Amen. Not depart from me, doer of iniquity. I know you not. So he says, watch therefore, for you know not the day or the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And now again, I want to hit this nail on the head. It's not just the return of Jesus Christ. It's the day you meet Jesus. The day that you breathe your last breath. We have to live that way. Because listen, we know that we're living in the last days. We talk about the rapture all the time. But listen, their rapture happened yesterday in Mexico City. Hundreds of people were not ready. And an earthquake happened and buildings crumbled. And they died. And went, You know, there might have been some believers in those places. And they were, they were like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the return of Christ. I'm looking for this. I see signs in the world. I'm, I want to go to heaven. And hey, their, their, their day, day to go to heaven came faster than they were expecting. Because we don't know when it's going to happen. So I got to make sure I keep oil in my lamp all the time. Now, just a few ways you can do that if we want to write this down. These are just some, this isn't the only ways, but these are some key ways. Some key ways to make sure that oil is, I used to ask myself that question, God, how exactly do I keep oil in my lamps? If you're smart in here and have a brain, you're going to want oil in your lamps, amen? Only the foolish would say, nah, I don't have nothing to do with that, I'm good. Which the world does. People do. But, number one, you got to stay in the word. You've got to stay in the Word. Now, here's the thing. Some of this stuff might seem obvious, but a lot of times we don't do the obvious. We get too busy with life. We get too busy with things. We get too pulled away. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to distract us. So you've got to stay in the Word because as I read the Word daily, I'm feeding my spirit. And as my spirit gets discouraged by the things that I see with my eyes, it allows me the opportunity to be fed. How many were blessed by that verse Jesse read tonight? And especially the last part, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Amen. That's a verse that will stir you up and encourage you and get you excited. So you need to go read the verse that's going to that's gonna speak to your spirit every day. Number two, got to pray. You got to pray. You got to talk to God. You got to stay in communication with Him. And you need to have intimate prayer, not just that popcorn prayer. Hey, God, thank you for the food. You need to take some time, spend some time with God. How's your marriage if you don't spend time with your spouse? How's your relationship with your friends if you don't ever hang out? You got to spend time with the Lord. Now, these might seem obvious, but how many can see how the world can get you so busy you don't do these things? Amen. You know you got to do it, but I'll do it later. And, I, and I've told you this for a long time. Try to do it in the morning. Try to do it when you first get up. Uh, Pastor Paul was telling me about a book we're going to use in discipleship called, uh, about, it's about an admiral, and it talks about making your bed every morning. You know why they make those people in the, in the Army, the Navy, the Marines, and all that make their bed? You know why? So it makes them get up and do something right in the beginning of the day, and it makes them have a focus on something. Get up and make your bed. Amen. The other day I had to leave real fast and my wife sent me a, she sent me a text and said in Spanish, "Di." That means, "Hey." I don't even know how that would translate. That's not even good, is it? She's like, "What in the world?" Or "What's up?" or however you want to translate because I left real fast and didn't make the bed. So we have a rule in our house, whoever gets up last makes the bed. And Monday was my day off, so I got up after her. 
But, you know, when you get up in the morning and you make your bed, you get up in the morning, you pray. And you say, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. It's going to change your day. It's going to make everything better. You get in the Word. You pray. You talk to God. You get that stuff taken care of. You'll be amazed how you'll go through the struggles of that day when you have spent some time with the Lord in intimacy. Amen? Number three. We talked about this Sunday night. Worship daily. Worship all the time. Again, not to beat a dead horse. That's why I listen to worship all the time. That's why I listen to, to music that glorifies God. Because I don't need help with music putting in my head to do something else. I don't need help. This flesh right here can do bad by itself. I don't need help. I need something getting into my spirit telling me that I need God all day long. And if I, if I take a time out on God, listen, the devil's right there waiting to come in and throw a thought in my mind, put something into my heart. And so I say, Lord, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going I'm to stay in the spirit. I'm going to put something on that's going to keep my spirit worshiping God. Because, listen, if you don't, that idle mind, it'll be filled with something. The devil's got a lot of things to throw in your mind. Mind, amen. And an idle mind is the devil's playground. Number four. And this this only happens without all the rest. Without with with all the rest. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You gotta walk in the spirit. Doesn't Paul say walk in the spirit so you what? Won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. This, this world's tough, church. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world. There's a lot of things that pull on us. There's a lot of things that discourage us. There's a lot of things that are, that are going on that can cause us to be distracted. We've got to focus on God. We've got to stay in love with Jesus. Amen. I want you to write down in your notes. I don't have time to read it all tonight. But I want you to write down Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. It's so important, church, that we take this salvation that we have. Like Paul was saying at the offering, that we, we, we be thankful for what we have. Because this isn't going to be forever. Amen? This, this, is our, this is our time of testing. What we do now is setting ourselves a precedent for eternity. We've got we've to make sure that God is first in everything. And that last verse in Ephesians 5, or not the last verse, but the one I was going to read, uh, was in 18. It says, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. We need to be filled up. And that's why you're here. You're smart tonight on a Wednesday night to come to church, because we need to be filled up again. Man, by Wednesday, you can be tired and you can be beat down. You can be struggling with something. You can be going with, with just all kinds of problems and questioning things. And, and listen, church, don't think just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I don't question things. I question things all the time. I, I'm my, I, how many know you're your worst enemy? I'm my worst enemy. I think, God, am I worthy of your salvation? Am I good enough? I, my, my, my flesh tells me you're not good enough. You're not, you're not able to be saved. You're not, you're not worthy of, of his salvation. You, you got this. You got, he'll, he'll put stuff in your head. And that's when you got to combat that with the word. And say, yeah, you're right. My righteousness is filthy rags. You're right. But I'm not saved by my works. 
I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. And you gotta, you got to spit that word back at him like Jesus did with Satan. Amen. you got to know the word, but you got to be in the spirit to be able to do that. Amen. And so read chapter 5 when you get time. It's a really powerful chapter. In the beginning, I love it. It says, be imitators of God. What does that mean? How? In every way possible, do what God would do. Do what Jesus would do. Oh, that's a cliche, WWJD. Well, it's a pretty smart one. What would Jesus do in this situation? How, how can I live my life making sure that, I, that nothing in this world's pulling me away? As I go back uh, to the beginning when I talked in Luke about girding, it's a horrible word for us. We don't understand it real well. But it just literally means don't get caught up on things. You ever been walking someplace and your shorts or your pants got caught on something and tore your shorts or tore your pants or you didn't see that thing there? It slows you down. Um, you got to stay to where nothing's grabbing onto you. And this world wants to grab. It's grabbing. It's grabbing your time. It's grabbing your attention. And God, listen, God's a jealous God. He doesn't share his glory with anybody. So as you bow your heads tonight and close your eyes, I want you I want you to search yourself. I want you to, I want you to look at the barometer or the thermostat or the, or the pressure valve of your spirit tonight and see, say, God, where's my oil at? You might already know. You might come in, you might have come in tonight knowing, man, my oil is on low and I need to fill up. My battery is on low. I need a recharge. I need, I need a touch tonight. And God's already working on you. God's already speaking to you. The Bible says, they that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. He'll fill you tonight. He loves you tonight. And there's so much in that chapter 5. I really encourage you to read it, even tonight as you go home. And look at those things. There's a lot of real details in there about things that, that want to grab onto us, that don't please God. God's not looking for us to, to disqualify us, but he is a real God and he's a holy God. And he wants us to keep our hearts pure with him. Tonight as you're here, if your heads, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Again, maybe you're listening online tonight and this message is, is challenging you and you don't know if you would have been in that earthquake yesterday in Mexico, where would you have gone? Where would you be spending eternity tonight? Is your heart right with God? We're, the Bible says we're all sinners. We all fall short of his glory. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He gave his life for us. And the Bible says what we have to do is believe on that. And say, Jesus, I believe that you died for me because I am not worthy. I am not good enough. I'm, I'm lost without you. And, and he says, as he said to that thief on the cross, if you'll put your faith in me today, you can be with me in paradise. It's God's desire. Don't forget. I have to remind myself all the time, God did not make hell for us made hell for the devil and his demons he does not want us he wants us to spend eternity with him he has Jesus said I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also 
He's prepared that place for a lot of people. He wants it to be full. Make sure you're there. Make sure that, that your heart's right. And make sure that there's nothing tonight grabbing onto you that would cause you to have no oil in your lamp and for your lamp to go out. How many tonight could say, Pastor, that's me. I, I don't know Jesus, but I want to tonight. Would you just put your hand up and put it right back down? I don't know the Lord, but I want to. I'm here and I'm backslidden. I'm, I have gone away. I have strayed from what I know is right. Man, tomorrow's not promised, church. As you're listening online, tomorrow's not promised. You can say this prayer tonight and you can be saved. God's grace is sufficient for you. How many would say, I'm backslidden tonight? Would you pray for me? I want to come home. I want to come back to the Lord tonight. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. We're going to open the altar to pray. And um, this, is, this is where we just say, God, keep my heart pure. Help me not get discouraged by these things going on in this world right now. Help me stay strong. Help me endure to the end. Help me be a light. Help me keep oil in my lamp tonight. Amen. Maybe as we're beginning to sing, maybe the Holy Spirit spoke something to you. And he says, listen, there's, there's an area in your life that's holding you back. There's an area that's snagging you. There's an area that's, listen, draining your oil out. An oil leak. Come down and say, Lord, help me fix that tonight. Let me plug that up right now so that I don't have that problem as we sing tonight. Keep an oil in your lamp tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Just make that your prayer tonight. Fall fresh on me. Fall fresh on me. Just let them fill up your lamps tonight. your prayer tonight. Just cry out to the Lord right where you're at. Just talk to Him. Be personal with God. Sing it out tonight. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Fall fresh on me.
on me. Fall afresh now. Oh, let's sing it again tonight as you're just worshiping, as you're just talking to God tonight. Just express your spirit to God. Just let him have it. Just say, Lord, everything that I am is yours. Everything that I have is yours. Fill me up again tonight on this Wednesday night, Father. Fall fresh into my life. Oh, maybe your oil needs to be changed tonight for some fresh oil. Let him give you some fresh oil tonight. Maybe you've been depending on the same things every day and you need a fresh touch. He's here tonight. The Holy Spirit is real. He wants to minister to you tonight. He wants to satisfy your needs tonight. Only you, Lord God. Before we do, we need, to, we need to ask the Lord to reveal to us any sin in our lives. The Holy Spirit, that's the awesome thing. You could be at this altar and you might be going through something. And thank God the Holy Spirit doesn't shout out loud, Hey, Blake does this. Blake has this sin in his life. Blake thought this. Just so you know, it's between you and God. First John says, If I confess my sins, faithful and just to forgive me of all my sins and wash me clean from all unrighteousness. Another thing I could have thrown on there, really should have been in there, is, 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 is confess your sins. Don't live with unconfessed sins. As the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know it might be an attitude, it might be anger, it might be unforgiveness, it might be jealousy, it might be envy, whatever. He speaks that, hey, that's not right. Right then, oh God, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for that, Lord. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that. And you just ask him to forgive you. And that's the thing about being in the presence of God is the Bible says no flesh can glory in his presence. So if we stay in his presence and we stay in prayer and we stay intimate with God, he's a gentleman and he's not, remember, this is something I have to remind myself all the time, he's not a condemner. He's a convictor. There's a big difference. Whenever you begin to feel condemned, the Bible says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're feeling condemnation, that's the devil. And you, and you don't need to listen to the devil. You need to listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit because the conviction of the Holy Spirit will cause you to repent. Condemnation will cause you to feel like you lost. You can't do anything about it. But conviction will say, change that. You don't need that. I want to do something greater in your life. Get rid of that. That's not me. Get it out. And you'll, and you'll yes, God. Yes, I don't need that. So as we pray right now, 
as I pray, I'll lead. You, you pray yourself and you just ask God to forgive you for whatever thing you're going through. Father, tonight we ask you to search us. We ask you to search us with the power of the Holy Spirit. Look inside of our lives and God forgive us for all of our sins, Father. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, remove from us any hidden sins. Remove from us any, any spirits of anger and, and, and lust, God, and unforgiveness and bitterness and jealousy and strife. And anything, God, that's, that, that causes my heart to be impure tonight, Father, forgive me for that right now. Lord, remove all these sins. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus. And I confess that by his stripes, I'm not only healed, but I'm forgiven, Father. Lord Jesus, I make you Lord of my life tonight. I declare with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, Father, after he lived a perfect life and died a perfect death, substitutional for me, Father. Jesus, I confess that you are Lord tonight and believe in my heart that you rose from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Lord, put oil in my lamp tonight, Jesus. Put oil in my spirit, Lord, that I would be ready and watching and waiting and living every day as a light unto this dark world, Father. Lord, that I would be ready for your return. Lord, that I would be ready for the day that I'm supposed to pass into eternity. And Lord, until that day, Lord, I'm going to be a light. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to be a, a preacher. I'm going to be a, an evangelist of your word. And I'm going to let your power flow through my life. And I'm going to let your grace resonate in my life to show others they can have that grace too. And I ask these things in the powerful powerful name of Jesus. As we begin to sing this one more time, I want you to ask the Lord tonight to refill you. Some of you in here tonight, you need a refill. You, you're, you're, just, you're just dry inside, just like you need a drink of water spiritually. And if that's you, just let him refill you tonight. Just, just let him fill you your cup again. Let him come down and heal you tonight. If you're, if you're angry or you're hurting, just let him come in and fill you back up tonight as we sing this one more time. Let's lift our hands, let's lift our voices, and let's praise the, the God who lives tonight. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Remember as we lift our hands, it's, it's surrender to God. It's surrender to Him. Fall fresh on me. Fill me with your power. Fill me Satisfy my needs, God. Satisfy my needs. Only you. Make him Lord tonight. Only you. Only you can make me whole. Yes, you can, Jesus. I put my trust Give in you. Just lift our voices under God tonight and tell him he's Lord tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fall fresh on me. 
Lord, I need your power. Fill me with your power. And that will satisfy all of my needs tonight, Jesus. Satisfy my needs. Lord, you're not number two or three. You're number one in my life. Only you. tonight. Let's give him glory tonight. Lord, we give you glory. 